Welcome to the Dietitian Success Podcast. Here at Dietitian Success Center, we're all about making it easier for you to build your confidence and expertise. So whether you're a dietitian or a dietetic student, we've got something for you. I'm Krista, your host and the founder of DSC. Now, are you ready to ditch the imposter syndrome and join our incredible, vibrant community? If so, let's jump in. Okay, real quick before we get into this episode, because we are getting to the end of the year, I just wanted to mention that now is an awesome time to join Dietitian Success Center if you are a business owner or if you are in the process of creating a business because your DSC membership is a business expense that you can deduct from your taxes for this past year. So by the way, This is not advice from an accountant. I'm clearly not an accountant, but it's just something to think about. If you've been thinking about joining for a little while, end of the year might be a good time for you. And if your goal in 2023 is to finally get that business off the ground that you've been dreaming about, then come join us in the business membership. You are going to get a step-by-step process for how to start, grow, and scale your business without the price tag of a high ticket business coach. Okay, now, Let's get into the episode. Hey there, welcome to a new episode of the Dietitian Success Podcast. I can't believe, I mean, depending on when you are listening to this, but if you're the type of person that listens every week, we are almost at the end of 2022. It is mid-December right now, and so we are getting right into that holiday season. And I just spent, I'm just coming back from spending (coughs) 10 days in L.A., So my brother and his fiance live there. So we go and visit fairly often. And so we, at the beginning of the 10 days, we flew to Sacramento uh, first because my husband, my mom and dad were all doing the California International Marathon. And so we went to spectate and support for that. I decided not to do it. I just honestly didn't feel like training any for anything after the ultra marathon 60K that we did in August. Um, if you are a listener, go back to August and I talk a little bit about that ultra marathon trail race in August episodes. And unfortunately my brother was injured, so he wasn't able to race. So anyways, it was fun. After Sacramento, my mom and I flew to LA. We stayed with my brother and his fiance for the week because her mom was throwing her a bridal shower the following weekend so we decided to just stay for the entire week and then actually my aunts and my cousin flew in from both Calgary and San Francisco to join us for that weekend so it was really fun it was and there was it was great it was awesome we just did so much stuff we walked a lot we shopped a lot it was really fun and I just wanted to share that because it was a time for me to also reflect on just how this really is the best part about entrepreneurship to me and and particularly structuring your business so that it is a virtual business and you're not tied to a specific location because just being able to travel and work from wherever is really cool. (laughs) And so if you're someone who's at the, just at the beginning of your business journey, you know, maybe that is your North star. and, And I like to refer to this idea of a North Star as just more of like a, okay, so what is that thing that you see in the future, that vision, that ultimate goal that you see in the future for your business and for your life? What does that look like? And it's really helpful to have a clear picture of what that is. We can put it out into the universe. We can visualize it in our mind and 
consequently, it will be more likely to actually come to fruition. So anyways, just a little life update on my, my end. And so let's get into the topic of this episode, which is my top life-changing business book recommendations for 2022. So I often get asked about book recommendations, both business and otherwise. And those of you that know me know that I'm a huge reader. And funny enough, my very first email address was book underscore worm underscore 555. So super hilarious and super lame, a little bit nerdy. Um, But anyways, I'm a big reader. (laughs) So every year I set myself a reading goal on Goodreads. Uh, So if you didn't think I was a bit of a nerd before, you probably think I am now. I set a reading goal on Goodreads because not only do I like to read, but I also like to track my books and I like to rate my books and I like to see what other people are reading. (laughs) So if you aren't on Goodreads, but if you want to read more in the upcoming year, then totally check it out. It's such a fun app. You can track your books, you can set goals, you can see what other people are reading. You can see the top books in different categories. It's super useful. So anyways, this year, my reading goal was 60 books. And I'm definitely not going to hit that. I'm fairly close. Uh, I'm at 52, which is great, but it's mid-December and I can't see myself reading eight books before the end of the year. (laughs) So that's okay. It's fine. I read some awesome books this year. And so I wanted to use this episode to talk about some of the best books I've read over both 2022, but then also there's a couple that I feel like I just need to bring up because they're such impactful business books that I read before 2022. So I am going to bring a couple of those in. And to be honest, for whatever reason, I feel like in 2021, I I read a lot of business books and not quite as many in 2022. And I think partially that's just because I actually feel like a lot of the business books out there are more so tailored to people who are at the earlier stages of their business. And so when you move past that, there's, it feels to me like there's a little bit of a gap in terms of books for people who are maybe at a, a later stage. That's just my sense. But anyways, I think that's maybe why I wasn't reading as many business books as, 20, as I did in 2021. So anyways, I'm going to use this episode to share five of the most impactful business books that I highly recommend for any business owner. And then just for fun, I'm gonna finish off with five of the best, just like regular everyday books that I read over the past year, just in case you're looking for just general non-business book recommendations for whether it's the holidays or whatever you are going into in your life. All right, so let's start with the business books. and. These are not listed in a particular order. I loved them all. They're not ranked one to five. Um, They're all great books. So I would recommend starting with any of these if you're thinking about digging into a business book uh, this month or next month or whenever. So my first recommendation, my first business book recommendation is called $100 million Offers and it's by Alex Hormozy. So this book, the tagline for this book is how to make offers so good people feel stupid saying no. (laughs) And so I just want to caveat this. And honestly, I think this applies to every business book. There's going to be principles that resonate with you and there's going to be ones that don't. 
And so I will caution you that for this book, there are some examples, and I find this happens a lot with books that talk about like habits or anything like that. Nutrition tends to come up quite often. (laughs) Nutrition and health tend to come up quite often, and they're not written by dietitians. And so there's definitely a different perspective offered. So there's going to be some examples that probably don't resonate with you, or maybe you don't exactly agree with. And I would say like for me, I just am like, that's fine. I can learn a lot from the scenario anyways, and I can learn a lot from the concept behind it. So anyways, that's just my caveat before I get into this, dive deep into this book recommendation. But so the idea behind this book is that we take some time to really understand and map out what our ideal client truly needs. And then we create an offer based on those needs. Um, And I think that this is such a cool concept because, and it makes total sense, right? It's like, the reason why I think it's so cool is because we often create offers just like based on we what we want to offer, which of course there's a synergy between the two. I mean, we're not going to offer things that we don't want to offer or we don't feel comfortable offering, but it's really putting the client at the center of what you're creating. So with this book, what Alex Hormozy does is he gives you this framework for figuring out what is the dream outcome for your client. So how does your client want to feel ultimately at the end of the day? What is their dream outcome? And then we think about, okay, so working backwards, what are some of the pain points that they feel like are holding them back from succeeding? So for example, things like there's not enough time, there's it's too expensive to eat healthy, I'm confused when I go to the grocery store, I have no idea what to eat, etc. So we make a list of those pain points. And then what we do is we create a an offer that addresses each of those pain points. So this idea of not enough time, maybe it's giving somebody a five minute healthy throw together meals ebook or whatever. Maybe it is giving people a budget friendly recipes ebook to address the idea that it's too expensive. Maybe to address the idea that it's they're confused when they go to the grocery store, maybe you're giving them weekly grocery lists, maybe a weekly um, menu plan plus a corresponding grocery list so they know exactly what to get when they go to the grocery store. Maybe it's giving people weekly meal ideas to address the idea that they're not sure what to eat. So anyways, I think it's super fun. And I love a framework because it gives us that structure to be able to create something. And the reason why I like this too, and I like Alex's message is because I think it really challenges us to think outside the box and get creative. We have to come up with creative solutions, not just generic offerings. So totally really loved this book. I think I crushed it in like a day. Um, And again, there's going to be some things that maybe don't resonate with you and that's okay. But the general principles I think are super interesting when it comes to defining your offer. So that's the first one, $100 million offers by Alex Hormozy. Second business book recommendation is called Chillpreneur and it's by Denise Duffield Thomas. So Denise Duffield Thomas, you can look her up on Instagram. You can look her up online. She has an online business. I think that her business is teaching the skills around like money mindset. Um, But regardless, she has this book, Chillpreneur. And the whole idea behind the book is this concept that 
or this exploration of how do we reach our business goals and make the money that we want to in our business, but do it in a chill way. (laughs) So in a way that doesn't cause us stress, doesn't cause us anxiety, doesn't require us to work all hours of the day. And for me, I just feel like this resonated so much because I'm such a big balance person. I feel it so deeply when my life is out of balance in one of the domains that I value. And so, and that just doesn't make me happy. Like I I feel my happiest when I'm doing the things that I love to do, which can include work, but then also not work too. So anyways, um, and the other idea here too is just combating the idea of the hustle culture. So it's, you know, it's important that we are still prioritizing. We're not letting ourselves off the hook. We're still very much accountable. And I'm sorry if you hear something in the background, there is a snowblower happening right outside my door, (laughs) right outside my window rather. Um, So we're still very much accountable to our business, but we are challenging this, like, I need to be stressed in order to be successful mindset. And so it's really challenging and embracing the idea that done is better than perfect. And we're looking at our relationship with fear. And we're really, because I think a lot of times the stress and anxiety for business, you know what, I'm going to pause this episode and I'm going to wait until this snowblower is done because I think it's really loud. And so one sec, I will come back to you. Okay, we are back. (laughs) We are back. I actually just took a little 20 minute break to have a snack. Uh, And so I was just saying to finish off, it's our relationship with fear often that causes a lot of the stress and anxiety in our business. Anyways, I love the the book Chillpreneur because I think it it teaches us how to challenge all of these thoughts and all of these, these beliefs. So highly recommend that as a book. Next one, number three, is The Comfort Crisis by Michael Easter. Okay, so this is not a business book per se, but more so a book that applies to, honestly, every facet of your life. (laughs) Now, I'm going to say this right up front. I think that some of you will not like this book. Um, Some of you will probably disagree with the messaging. And there may be some examples, like I said before, there may be some examples. I remember there were some examples shared in the book that as a dietitian you might not agree with, um, but I think you should give it a try. I think it's the concept behind the book and the principles are pretty interesting to just explore and consider, even if you feel like you have a different opinion. I think for me, it just challenged me to think about how I live my life day to day. And I always really love and value a book that makes you do that. So The author explores the idea that as a society, we have just become so accustomed to the necessity of being comfortable, how we always have to be comfortable and we'll go out of our way to avoid discomfort, whether that be that we um, don't push ourselves in our jobs to excel in our jobs. We don't um, try new things with regards to our nutrition because we like to have consistent routine over and over again. We maybe don't exert ourselves physically because again, we just don't like being uncomfortable. And so maybe we don't take risks because that idea of being discomfort, uncomfortable is scary for us. We wanna avoid discomfort at all costs. And in turn, the idea behind the book being that this leads us to a life that doesn't really reach our full potential. 
Um, so I think that this book is interesting for dietitians in two ways. First way is that it, I think it causes us to explore our own tendency to want to stay comfortable. And if we think about this in relation to business, really, really challenges you to think about how are you, how are you staying comfortable in your own business? Are you just relying on marketing tactics or marketing channels that you feel comfortable with versus truly putting yourself out there? Uh, but also thinking about how our clients might feel about their relationship with discomfort and how that might be something that's actually holding them back in making forward progress towards their, their nutrition goals. So I think it, it, regardless of how you feel about the book at the end of the day, I think it just, it causes us to think about things. Um, and I, I just always appreciate when a book does that. Before I share the next business book, one really quick thing if you enjoy the Dietitian Success podcast, I would so, so appreciate if you would share it with your friends or your colleagues. Sharing this podcast is the best way to help ensure that it gets in front of more people. So please tell your friends about it. Just send it in a text or an email. Hey, this episode was cool. I think you might enjoy it. Share it on your Instagram stories. Share it in a Dietitian Facebook group that you're a part of. That would be so amazing. Thank you so much to all of you amazing listeners. Next book is The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. Uh, so if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know that I love the idea of the compound effect. And I actually think I have talked about this book before on the podcast. And so the, the idea behind the compound effect is that small changes or small actions done consistently that maybe seem insignificant in the moment can lead to huge results over time. So it's this idea being that you don't have to do anything dramatic or anything super drastic to achieve your goals. It's really just about doing small things consistently. And that then in turn leads to something, leads to the cumulative compound effect small changes every day, eventually compound, compound, compound. And at some point, then you start to see this hockey stick growth happen. And this is really from the accumulation of small actions that are done over a long period of time. And so the reason why I love this idea so much is because it just reminds us of how important consistency is in our business. And actually those small consistent actions, just putting yourself out there, talking about your business, once every day, once every two days, whatever, is really what leads to the success in the long term. And so for me, it also just gives me that motivation to keep going, to keep talking about my business, to keep sharing, because I know that the more I do this, the more seeds I'm planting. And then one day, all of those seeds are going to come to fruition and they're going to result in that hockey stick growth. And so that's really cool. And I think it's been really fun to just look back over the course of even my entrepreneurship journey and seeing how those small, consistent actions done over time, they feel like they're not important, but overall they are. Because at the end of the day, like your email list has to start with one person, right? In order to get to 3000 people. Um, your Instagram has to start with one follower in order to get to a thousand. Like, it's just, you gotta start with the single thing. You gotta start with the one person and it's going to start to, and it's just about those small 
changes, small additions over time. And I think I heard this, this idea once when, when talking about a membership site is that a membership truly does grow one member at a time. And I, I always have to remember that it is just one member at a time. It is slow, consistent growth over time that eventually leads you to achieving your goals. So that's my fourth book recommendation, The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. Now, my fifth book recommendation is called The Slight Edge, and it's by Jeff Olson. So this book is about how we as people think and make choices daily. So the book really explores how do you achieve success in all aspects of your life through your thoughts and your daily choices in your health, your finances, your personal relationships, your family life. How do those daily small things, so again, it's sort of the same theme of those things that maybe seem insignificant, but in the grand scheme of things, they really have the greatest impact on what happens to us in the long term. Um, and so if you've read the book Atomic Habits, I would say a lot of the concepts are similar in terms of just building those habits into your day to day. I, I don't know, Atomic Habits, I didn't mind. Um, I didn't find it the best book ever. Honestly, I think there was a lot of hype around it, but I think it was okay, but I've read better books and I actually like The Slight Edge better. And so for me, I feel like this book really really made me think about my relationship with negative versus positive outlooks. And I think that as a person, sometimes I have a tendency towards worst case scenario thinking. And I know that this is something I can change. I have to rewire my brain to not go there. <laughs> and this is something I've been working on for a while because worst case scenario thinking does nothing, right? It does nothing of value for you. It breeds fear over something that will probably never happen, right? And so we spend all of our time trying to protect ourselves from the thing that's probably never going to happen instead of using that energy to channel towards positive forward momentum. And so that's been something I've been working on for a while. I know for me now, uh, I some of you may cringe when you hear this, but I really, when I started gratitude journaling, it that was one of those activities that I did and that I do, which helped me rewire my brain. So give it a go, um, but read The Slight Edge. I thought it was quite good. Slight Edge by Jeff Olson. Now, I have one more book that is an honorable mention. And the reason why it's an honorable mention is because I actually haven't finished it yet. So I didn't think it belonged in the top five books. Uh, but I'm really liking it so far. And I think it it it's a great book for any entrepreneur, especially those in our space who do tend to be solopreneurs. And it's called The Million Dollar One Person Business. And it's by Elaine Porfeld. Let me, no, Pofeld, P-O-F-E-L-D-T. Um, the Million Dollar One Person Business, it was recommended to me by my father-in-law. And it's this idea of like, how do we make a super profitable business that's super simple? <laughs> right? Like we are, I think sometimes there's this perception that in order to get to that size of a business, you have to have a very large team. You know, you have a physical location, you have an office space, and that's just not the case. As individually owned businesses, sometimes, yes, we may hire contractors to help us do to, to help us get to where we want to be, you know, to help us market our business or, or whatever, but we don't necessarily need to have an entire team of employees. And so in this book, it shares a bunch of case studies from real life businesses, which I always love and really shows how people in a bunch of different industries can grow their businesses 
by themselves into these million dollar mega businesses. So that one's been an awesome read so far. I tend to read multiple books at a time because I feel like I just choose the book that most suits my need or rather most suits my mood in the moment. (laughs) So oftentimes at the beginning of the day, like first thing in the morning, I usually read while I'm reading or while I'm drinking coffee. So sometimes I'll start the day with a business book. Um, and then before bed, I typically, I don't want my brain going in the, in the business direction because I just know that it'll, I won't be able to fall asleep then if I start thinking about stuff. And so I don't read business books at the end of the day. So anyways, I like to read multiple books at the same time so that I can choose my book based on where I'm at emotionally <laughs> and mentally. So Anyways, those were my top, and I actually shared six, top six business books that I definitely recommend reading. First one, $100 million offers by Alex Hormozzi. Second one, Chillpreneur by Denise Duffield Thomas. Third one, The Comfort Crisis by Michael Easter. Fourth one, The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. Fifth one, The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson. And lastly, The Million Dollar One Person Business by Elaine Pofeld. And now I'm just going to finish off by sharing five regular non-business books that I read over the last year or two years, which I have just loved. And I know we all have different tastes in books and that's totally fine. If you don't like these books, that's okay. No worries. Um, But I found them to be really good. I tend to be the type of person that just loves a crowd pleaser, an easier read. I love woman-led or rather... Um, I love woman, women, main characters, (laughs) woman, main character, women, main characters. Um, I do like a little bit of a rom-com. I love a nonfiction as well. So anyways, there's a little mix of both here. So my, my top five list for just regular non-business books, number one, The Maid by Nita Prose. Number two is Every Summer After by Carly Fortune or Fortune. Uh, number three, Carrie Soto is back by Taylor Jenkins Reid. Big Taylor Jenkins Reid fan. You can read any of her books. They're all great. Uh, another author who you can read any of her books is Jennifer Weiner. Um, I put The Summer Place on this list because I really loved that book. And then lastly, this book was truly just, and I, I think I've actually shared this on the podcast before because I just like, I just love this book so much. Um, I think it might actually be my favorite book of all time. It's called Between Two Kingdoms, Between Two Kingdoms by Suleika Joad. I think that's how you pronounce her last name. Um, oh my God, that that book is just a that is a nonfiction, so it's a real book. I'm warning you, it's really it's a very emotional book, but it's super powerful. So, anyways, there's some ideas for you. Um, get on Goodreads if you're not already, and I hope that you. If you feel like you want to, read more in 2023 or wherever you're at in throughout the year, whenever you're listening to this. All right, my friends, well, that is it for us in this episode of the Dietitian Success Podcast. I'd love for you to share what you're reading with me on Instagram. So just tag me in your Instagram stories, share your book, share the book that you're reading, tag me at Dietitian Success Center. I want to see what you're up to. All right. Otherwise, have an awesome week and I will see you next Thursday.